didn't your mum ever tell you to never take sweets from a stranger? Well, what about your father? In the Halloween of 1974, Ronald Clark O'Brien killed his eight-year-old son with a pixie stick laced with potassium cyanide during trick-or-treat outing. O'Brien did so in order to claim a substantially large life insurance payout as he was £100,000, oh actually dollars, sorry, in debt. (laughs) To cover his tracks, O'Brien also gave out poison sweets to his daughter and three other children. However, none of them ate it thinking it tasted bad. The Candyman, as O'Brien became known, was convicted of capital murder in June 1975 and executed by lethal injection in March 1984. Of all the urban legends that surround Halloween, it's the idea of a disgruntled neighbour handing out poison sweets to unsuspecting trick-or-treaters that persists the most. Just look at Principal Wilkins in Trick or Treat. But sometimes the truth can be more heinous. Sometimes it's those closest to us that wish us harm. We are in a holiday cottage on a farm in the middle of nowhere. It's dark, it's cold, the fire is lit and (laughs) the Halloween music has started. I'm already in the Halloween spirit and I'm not sure what to expect from this film. As we all know, it's Halloween. Everyone's entitled to one good scare and Sam heeded these words. Waiting outside the toilet to deliver this incredibly deep, masculine boo. (laughs) Which would have caused me to shit my pants if I hadn't already been. Anyway. Yeah, I did get you, didn't I? Yeah, you did. (laughs) Honestly didn't think that would scare you, but I was waiting in the dark. (laughs) Yeah, with your deep, growly voice. One point to Sam. (laughs) Anyway, welcome everyone to our Halloween special. I'm James. And I'm Sam. And this is Scaring Sam. And Sam, what is that on your finger? Oh, it's something shiny. Something blue, sparkly, or this of diamonds. What is it then? It's an engagement ring. Ooh, who proposed to you? Have you forgotten already, James? Yeah. It was you. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yes, I've got two things to celebrate. Hang on. What is he doing? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. My playhouse ladder didn't work. (laughs) Ah. Anyway. Today's episode, we are focusing on trick-or-treat. Surprise, surprise, it's Halloween. It is. So let's get to it, shall we? Written and directed by Michael Doggerty, Trick-or-Treat is an anthology of interconnecting stories taking place in a suburban town over Halloween night. 
What connects each story is the appearance of Sam, a mysterious trick-or-treater in a makeshift costume, who serves as a reminder to those who break tradition. Wait a minute. Sam? Who's this Sam? <laughs> no, because Sam is short for Sarwin. The Gaelic festival which marks the end of the harvest season and the beginning of winter, which heavily influenced Halloween. Hmm. Yes, I'm a database of useless information. Mm. Yes, you are. <laughs> Jack of all trades, master of fuck all. Okay, so my first question is, um, what are the Halloween rules? Because I didn't get this. The film starts with this guy saying that, oh, there are rules. You shouldn't break the rules. You can't blow out the jack-o'-lantern until morning or whatever. Like, what? (laughs) Well, Henry, as he was saying to his, I assume, wife Emma, being the complete dumbass that she is, blows the jack-o'-lantern out, and of course, Sam comes after her. Not me. No, not you. It's going to get very confusing. (laughs) That'd be a plot twist. But jump into the screen. Oh no, wait, that's a different film. No, that's the same girls. (laughs) As Randy would say if this was Scream, there are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive Halloween. Respect the dead. Always check your candy. Don't blow out your jack-o'-lanterns before dawn. And that's it, apparently. But allow me to expand upon these three simple rules. By its very nature, Halloween incites superstition. As Rhonda mentions, it was believed the veil between realms was thinner around this time, and spirits and fairies could easily enter our world. Costumes were worn to respect the dead, who could freely walk among the living. However, there were some shitty ghosts who would destroy crops and haunt us, so costumes hid us from them too. Thirdly, because this is a freefer, Wearing costumes honoured the Celtic gods for their protection and assistance during the harsh winter to come. So, rule one, explained. When celebrations came to an end, each family would take a torch to the community bonfire and return home, where they lit a fire to protect its inhabitants during the coming winter. Then families would place food and drink outside their doors to sweeten up any roaming spirits who might play tricks on the household. Starting to see a pattern forming? In the 1800s, the influx of Irish immigrants fleeing the potato famine brought along their local traditions to America, leading people to dress up in costumes and practice what would become known as trick-or-treats. So I've never actually heard of any of this, and I wasn't allowed to go out trick-or-treating. Were you, James? I think I was a late bloomer. The first time I went out was about... 12, I think, trick-or-treating. Because, of course, my parents didn't bother, I guess. I don't remember ever going at trick-or-treating. I mean, this is the smallest violin playing right now. (laughs) But no, I didn't go at trick-or-treating until I chose to go out with my friends when I was 12 years old. So, I... I wasn't allowed to go out. My parents thought it was a, like, American kind of um, tradition. And we didn't really... We didn't need to do it over here and didn't understand why would you go to some stranger's door and knock in a costume and get some sweets. Um, sweets? Hello? <laughs> I mean, the kids understand. Come on, freebie sweets. Mm. 
what can be better? But one year, something I do remember is that my parents had given in and um, we'd had lots of kids knocking on the doors over the years and they gave in and decided if the kids said trick, my dad would give them a sausage. <laughs> Why a sausage? Like a pork sausage. Okay. I don't know. Was it cooked? Yeah, cooked. Okay. That's something, at least you could eat it. I don't understand. And then, like, the look on the kid's face would be like, what the hell? <laughs> it's like, hey, it's free food. You get what you're given. Yeah. Scoot along. Well, despite the secular nature of current Halloween festivities, sausages included, I guess, <laughs> this hasn't stopped new superstitions and myths from springing to life. On both sides of the Atlantic, animal shelters will no longer allow you to adopt a black cat in the final days of Halloween and will actively deter you until November. Oh, poor the, black cats. The widely cited reason for this strict policy is the belief that around Halloween, satanic cults seek out black cats to enroll in their sick rituals, sacrificing the poor animal in celebration oh. of the holiday. It's a widespread claim, yet no law enforcement agencies or animal protection groups can provide any concrete proof of Halloween-related animal abuse. Hmm. It's purely anecdotal. The RSPB says we aren't aware of any evidence that black cats are more likely to be targeted at Halloween. The real reason is quite mediocre. Dumbass idiots have a tendency to accessorise their fancy dress costumes with black cats. Oh, uh, yeah. And then dumping them back at the shelter once they no longer have use for them. Oh, so like someone's dressing up as a witch and they're yeah. like, oh yeah, I'll get, a, yeah, I'll get I'll... a black cat or a black kitten, you know, complete the look. Yeah, exactly. Fucking influencers. As it stands, shelters are already packed with black cats all year round. It's heartbreaking enough without the added burden of more arriving after Halloween. James, did I tell you that we're going to adopt all the black cats now? Yeah, we're going to mass an army of <laughs> night. Attack kitties. Maybe not quite yet. <laughs> not quite yet. Anyway, let's just get back to the film. <laughs> Sam, what did you think? Okay. Um, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> that was something I said quite a few times. A jack-o'-lantern from a boy's head? Let's start with that. Okay. Seriously, I thought the principal was going to kill his own kid. Like, he poisoned a kid and the kid's, like, thrown up blood and chocolate and, yeah, God knows what. And he's dragging him somewhere in the house. And then all of a sudden we see his own kid. Well, his kid wants to do something with his father on yeah, Halloween. Of course, who doesn't? And then he's taking him downstairs with the knife, and it's it's almost like yeah, I'm I'm getting the feeling that it's going to go a bit wrong. The film's going in a different direction now. Are we going to see this dad kill his own son? And I didn't realise. Well, I, I didn't think it was going to take a turn. <laughs> In a different direction, because then we see the head of the boy that he poisoned, and then we're going to make a jack o' lantern out of it. Well, the look on your face when you realise that Wilkins was carving a jack o' lantern out of a teenager's head with the aid of his son. If I could paint a picture for the <laughs> listeners, imagine if you was on the tube one day 
and a random stranger crept up on you and tickled your bum hole. <laughs> that was the kind of expression that Sam had on her face. That look of shock. Okay. Maybe that... I'm not, I'm not entirely that, I think sure that, that put it into... I think that imagery is a bit too graphic. <laughs> Okay, I think we should. Yeah, moving move on. on <laughs> all right, let me ask you something. Out okay. all of the tales in Trick or Treat, and what do we have? We have Wilkins and his son. Yeah, so the principal. Yeah, and then we got the school bus massacre. Mm-hmm. We've got the surprise party. Surprise party. That's Laurie and her sisters in the woods. Oh yeah. These sexy werewolves. Oh, wow. We didn't know they're werewolves. Sexy these, ladies. These group of girls have decided to dress up as Disney princesses. Um, and do you know what? I've actually seen worse outfits than that. Ooh. Yes, okay, they had cleavage, but their skirts were pretty lengthy. They were a decent decent length covering their knees and stuff um so i wasn't expecting what then happened following that i was assuming that maybe they were vampires so when little red riding hood <laughs> that's who she is um when she was then attacked by what i thought was a vampire i got very confused and then turns out that that was the principal. And all of a sudden, the girls are all tearing their clothes off and tearing their skin off. Ooh la la. Oh, at the tearing the skin off. <laughs> tearing the skin off. Yeah, they're, and, they're stripping down to their hairy parts. Yeah, and then they're werewolves. And then they're feasting on all the men that they've collected in the night. I was not expecting that. So, okay. Good turn. Another yeah. another good turn. <laughs> and before he got eaten, Wilkins had quite a busy night by the sounds of it. Well, yeah, but he got his punishment, didn't he? Yeah, see, all and the wrongdoers got punished. Yeah, and Sam was um, hovering in the background, wasn't he? Because he's always a reminder. Never breaking the rules. Yeah. How many times have I said it, Sam, in this episode? <laughs> I know. And then we've got Meet Sam which involves Wilkins' neighbour, Krieg, and then it all kind of like wraps up in the end. So, mm. out of all of these tales in Trick or Treat, if you was forced to relive one for yourself, which experience would you choose? Forced to relive one? Yeah, if you I don't want to die, thank you. No, you don't have to die. You could just opt to be like a sexy werewolf. I don't know what to pick. Or would you be Rhonda? Would you get revenge on the bullies? I don't want to hurt anyone, though. <laughs> mm. Aww. So I guess it's sexy werewolves, then. Yeah, but they still hurt everyone. Yeah, but they're just succumbing to their basic urges. Mm. The, the only part of that, actually, and the whole part of this film, is that every story is kind of karma, isn't it? Has an ironic someone, twist, I yeah, guess. Someone has done something wrong and then they're getting paid back for it. They so, broke the rules, Sam. Yes. So, yeah, we're coming back to the rules, aren't we? Rules. 
because that includes the principal who has been killing kids, you know. Oh, you've got Krieg as well. He's past deeds as the bus driver, killing kids as well, I guess. Well, that that story, obviously that's that's the last one, isn't it? When we meet um, Sam, the pumpkin thing. He is the spirit of Halloween, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> and... Do you know what? I was actually feeling sorry for for the old guy at first. I was thinking, yeah, all he's done is stole from these kids and how is he going to get punished? I first of all didn't like it because we're in like a darkly lit house. So all like that creeps me out to start with. So this was probably the scariest bit of the film. I just thought it was a bit cruel. Although I don't agree with what he's doing, like stealing from kids and stuff. I don't think that he should be killed. And then all of a sudden, everything changes. You find out who he actually is. And what he has done. Yeah. <laughs> Only until after his um, Achilles tendons have been sliced. Ooh, <laughs> that has got to hurt. And then the dog as well. I didn't like that bit. I know you don't see it. It's off camera, but still. You don't see on. the dog again. Yeah, you don't see the dog again. You hear it whimpering and then nothing. Great. And then it turns out, here's the bus driver. And, um, okay, maybe he does deserve everything that he's getting. Well, like Krieg's home, I think every street in suburbia has that one shady house we all wanted to avoid as kids when we went trick-or-treating. Hmm. That house that rumour spread round, where we tell each other it's haunted or an entire family was found murdered decades ago. Somewhere like the Myers house in Halloween. Mm. Even I had one of those on my little routes on Halloween. Yeah, did you? Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, it was down the cul-de-sac and you have to walk through this garden, it was all overgrown, all the trees and hedges were left to just run wild, no mm. tending to it. And you knock on the door and it was this, took a while to answer and was about to leave and then this kind of unshaven, dishevelled man came out and he was like, oh, hang on, I just had to get your candy and he left the door ajar and there's a darkened hallway and all you could hear was like, <laughs> mother, where's the candy? Mother. And there was never a reply. And you could just hear him mm -hmm. scurrying around in his house like, mother, where did you put the candy? And then in the end, we just looked at each other, just scarfed. We weren't going to wait around. Imagination just ran wild. Yeah. But in reality, when you look back to it, that he was just an old man and maybe yeah, just his like memory a... was going no, he was a No, he was a middle-aged man. Oh, still, okay. Yeah, still, like, probably in his late 30s, but still living with his oh, mother. Oh, see, now I was imagining, like, this old man. Oh, no. Oh, okay. So, creepier? Yeah, <laughs> see, <laughs> uh, shuffling along. But anyway, coming back to trick or treat, I really want my town to stage a Halloween parade. <laughs> I've only ever seen one at Disneyland Paris for crying out loud. This is going to sound oh so pretentious, but I love the idea of Halloween rather than the actual day. The celebration of it. Yeah, this idea of Halloween that has been sold to us by pop culture. Let's face it, the majority of us grew up watching Hocus Pocus. Yes, we did. I love that film. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> and some of us, not Sam, 
and then watched Halloween. And there's numerous films and TV shows that depict Halloween set in this quaint, pristine American suburb where every street and every front lawn is beautifully, painstakingly decorated with carved jack-o'-lanterns and expensive displays and decorations where entire families make the effort to dress up and go trick-or-treating together and some teenager is hosting this incredible party while his parents are out of town. This is the kind of Halloween I want to experience in my life. That's never going to happen here in the UK. <laughs> Especially this year. Mm. So instead, I watch all these filmed over October to capture the spirit of Halloween. It's become one of my traditions and I look forward to it every year. And I want to share that tradition with everyone here. And that brings us back to Trick or Treat. Perhaps the quintessential Halloween movie for adults and for horror heads. Do you know what? I actually, I feel like this is a kid's Halloween film combined with a horror film. Do you know, I'm going to be honest. I actually enjoyed this film. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, maybe I'm coming around to horror. What are we? We're episode nine. <laughs> so how many times have you seen this, James? Oh, I've seen... lost count now. So oh, okay. This is... But this is my first time. And do you know what? I actually enjoyed it. I think I probably would watch it again. Oh, so like Hocus Pocus, you can see yourself making it a Halloween tradition to watch Trick or Treat. Maybe not every year. Maybe like every two or three years. Yeah, why not? It didn't scare me. It made me jump occasionally. But I would, I would put this on your watch list. You know, to get in the spirit of things for your Halloween season. Yes, and let's face it, we're all staying in this year on Halloween. So, Trick or Treat should be on your go-to Halloween playlist. I agree. Do you now? Hmm. Mm. And on that bombshell. I'm James. And I'm Sam. And you've been listening to Scaring Sam. On Halloween. Ooh. <laughs> so you're going to wear one of the, um, those sexy Disney costumes this Halloween? I don't ha actually have one of those. I was a vampire one year though. Oh really? Yeah, like a um, um, like Victorian vampire, you know, like with corsets and stuff like that. <laughs> anyway, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at ScaringSamPod. And you can contact us at scaringsampod at gmail.com. Stay, Stay safe, safe out, out there. there tonight. tonight. Arise, my army of darkness. We flee at midnight. Meow. Ha <laughs> ha.